I said to the world, I could be a backup. Cam, like when they was trying to say like, you're not good enough to play. <laughs> I said, there's not 32 guys that's better than me. I still feel that right. way. Now, I now know there's not 64 guys that's better than me. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to RG3 and the Ones presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. I'm your host, Robert Griffin III, a.k.a. RG3. And some of you may know me as the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback at Baylor University. Others of you may know me as the Pro Bowl Rookie of the Year quarterback for the Washington Commanders. But when we talk about this show, all right, we're going to have episodes dropping every single Thursday. So we need you guys to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at and especially on YouTube. And you're going to have new episodes every single Thursday. So that means all throughout the weekend and the week, we will be dropping clips on our social media handles at RG3 and the ones. Again, that's at RG3 and the ones. Make sure you go follow us there so that you can be in tune with what's going on. And by the end of the show, we want you to feel like you have the knowledge and the wherewithal to become one of those one of one people. So coming up on this episode, we have the one who not only can outdress you, but he is also one of the greatest quarterbacks of the 21st century. And dare I say, he can still play if he wanted to. We're talking about the man, the myth, the legend, the one who's going to dab on you after he scores a touchdown or bring out the Superman on his chest. Cam Newton is in the building or on the screen, whichever one you want to look at it as. But I also want to let you guys know who are the players that I have my eyes on going into week five that you should pay attention to. But before we get to all that, there's a couple of things that happen in week four that I want to break down. All right, let's do a rookie check-in. You know, these rookie quarterbacks, they're coming from college, going to the NFL, really want to, you know, wish, wish them well, want them to do well. I think we all do, maybe not opposing teams, but I am one that, that roots for players, not against them. Let's talk about this man, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL right now. And if you don't understand the concept of right now, basically what I'm saying is the way that he is playing after four games in the NFL this season, there are not 10 quarterbacks that you would pick over him right now. And the way that he's doing it is special. If you remember back in the offseason during the draft process, there were pundits out there talking about how C.J. Stroud uh, wasn't mobile enough to play. You know, I saw the Georgia game. I, anybody that watched that that game in the college football playoffs would see that C.J. Stroud can move outside the pocket. There were also some pundits who talked about C.J. Stroud not being able to process fast enough because of a test score he got uh, that tracks your processing speed. C.J. Stroud's response to that was, I'm not a test taker. I'm a football player. And he's proving that right now for the Houston Texans. When I look at C.J. Stroud's game on tape, it pops out immediately that he's a ball placement specialist. What do I mean by that? I mean that wherever the ball is supposed to be, he gets it there in a hurry. Not only does he get it there, he gets it there in the right time, on the right hitch, and he's always throwing his receivers open. Sometimes in the NFL, the throwing windows can be really, really tight compared to having much bigger windows in college football because of the hashes. And to be quite honest with you, because of the quality of the players that are on the field. Well, C.J. Stroud has taken that ball placement ability from college football 
and applied it to the NFL in a hurry. That is beyond impressive. And I will say so much about CJ is the fact that he has that chip on his shoulder. He wasn't drafted number one overall. And he's trying to prove to everyone that watches him play that he believes he should have been the first pick in the draft. And what I'll say is after four games, there are a lot of people who agree with him that they think he should have been the first. I don't agree with it because I think that every player that gets drafted goes to the place they're supposed to go to. I actually ranked him last year on my Heisman list. And it had to be somewhere in the middle of the year. And I put him third in my in my list for who should win the Heisman Trophy. Now, C.J. Stroud was a back-to-back Heisman Trophy finalist. And it turned out that, you know, he, he goes to the ceremony. We're there at the dinner. And he's got a little bit of attitude. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Like, you know, I know C.J. I talked to C.J. before he committed to Ohio State because he was a prolific high school quarterback. And I got on the phone with him to talk about, you know, where he should go. Should he go to Ohio State? Should he go to a place like Baylor University? Or should he go somewhere else? And we had a great conversation then. So I know CJ a little bit. And I could feel that energy from him. And he he looked at me and and he was upset that I had put him third on the Heisman list like seven or eight weeks into the season. And it was at that moment that I realized not only does this man see everything, but he also takes it personal every time somebody thinks someone is better than him. That is the difference between C.J. Stroud right now and Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson. C.J. Stroud's background You know, going to the Elite 11 camp and being the last guy invited after having to travel to multiple cities to just make it and then winning the competition. He carries with him a tenacity that I'm going to show you. I'm going to let my play talk louder than anything else that I say. And it's not to say that other guys don't also do that, but they don't play with the similar chip on their shoulder. I still remember CJ crying at the draft after he was drafted and it was a moment of realization for him that all of his dreams had come to fruition of playing in the NFL. And right now he is living by his statement of he's not a test taker. He's a football player. He's literally playing way better (laughs) than I did when I was a rookie early in the season. Uh, We were three and six in Washington after my first nine games and the season was looking like it was over. Uh, CJ's right now sitting at two and two with the Houston Texans, playing at an extremely high level. I think he has added a ton of energy to the building, added a ton of energy uh, to the outlook for their season. And for me, that didn't happen until after our bye week. We ended up going 7-0 down the stretch, winning the division. And I remember when I was playing well, there was a game against the Philadelphia Eagles, and we had this play-action pass concept called Drift. Right. So I fake it to the running back. The wide receiver is going to run basically like a six to seven step slant right behind the linebackers who got pulled up by the play action fake. And the drift route was open. But before we left the huddle, I looked at Santana Moss and I told him, hey, man, I'm throwing this to you no matter what. Now, the route Santana had is what we called a streak route. Now, he had his clothes on, so don't think like that. But it was a streak route right down the middle of the field. It's supposed to help lift the safety 
and open up the hole for the drift. But I was getting impatient and I wanted to throw a touchdown. And I advise all quarterbacks that are listening to this right now, don't do what I did. So I went back, I dropped back, the drift was wide open, I bypassed it, and I launched the ball, you know, 40, 50 yards down the field to Santana into double coverage. And when I tell you when things are going right, things are going right, (laughs) that's exactly what happened. Santana ended up jumping up, mossing both of the defenders and catching the football for a touchdown. It was in that moment that I felt, all right, our season is going to be turned around because now good things are happening to us out of the blue. We had a great game there against Philly and we finished our season against the Dallas Cowboys in a play and and win and get in or you lose and you're going home. And it was also for the division title. And we won that game, although I was lumping around on one leg because Alfred Morris, our running back, absolutely killed it, rushed for over 200 yards. But it was during that seven game stretch that we put together some of the best performances that we ever had, that positive momentum, all that grinding from early in the year, being three and six and never giving up actually paid off. Luckily for the Houston Texans, they don't have that issue with CJ Stroud. They're sitting at 500 right now. And and it's honestly looking up because they got a great game going up against the Atlanta Falcons this upcoming week. And their quarterback is playing out of his mind. So, When I think of my rookie year, there were many, many struggles for the first nine games, more so similar to what Bryce Young is going through, more so similar to what Anthony Richardson is going through for the Indianapolis Colts. C.J. Stroud is in the league of his own right now. Between filming, traveling, and my busy schedule, I always find some time for self-care. And this week's episode of RG3 and the Ones is sponsored by Dr. Tills. Self-care and recovery is important, especially if you're an athlete. And soaking in Dr. Tills to recharge your muscles helps to speed up recovery so you can go even harder tomorrow. Dr. Till's Epsom salts is the secret weapon to your recovery routine, trusted by the pros who push their bodies to the limit. Dr. Till's recharges muscles that help speed recovery so you can feel your best too. It's time to work hard, recover just like the pros do. Grab Dr. Till's Epsom salt soaks today and elevate your game. This week's episode of RG3 and the Ones is sponsored by True Classic Tees. You guys have been talking about my undeniable swag in the comments section, so I got to put you on. True Classic completely re-engineered how T-shirts fit, creating a looser fit in the gut and tighter fit around the arms and shoulders. The fabric feels like butter and makes for a comfortable base layer on chilly days. Trust me. You're going to get a lot of compliments when you wear these tees. I'm a big crew neck and hoodie guy. And when it comes to sweatshirts, True Classic will become your go-to casual Fridays, game days, and trips to the gym. But if you're looking for a more formal look, they've got you covered there too. They just launched five different styles of button-up shirts for different occasions. But seriously, whatever you choose, you can't go wrong with True Classic. All their clothing is designed to be versatile and work with your lifestyle so you can look and feel your best like our guest Cam Newton all damn day. In fact, True Classic is so committed to their products, they even have a 100% risk-free guarantee and easy returns, which we know you're not going to use anyway because you're going to love the stuff. So make sure you go and shop now at trueclassictees.com backslash RG3 and for 25% off, 
Use code RG3. Again, make sure you use the code RG3 at trueclassictees.com backslash RG3 and get that 25% off. So without any further ado, the one joining me on this episode is the one that can not only outdress you, but he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of the 21st century. And I think he should still be in the NFL. So let me go ahead and break it down for you a little bit on a little bit of this man's stats. First overall pick in 2011 by the Carolina Panthers. He was a rookie of the year. 2015 MVP played in the Super Bowl. He's the all-time leader in career rushing touchdowns by a quarterback with 58. All right. Not only that, he's the first player with 30,000 passing yards, 5,000 rushing yards. And in 11 years in the NFL, he had 32,382 yards and 194 touchdown throws. That's right. It's the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Cam Newton. Welcome to the show, my brother. What's going on with it? How you thinking? Okay, so Cam. Yes, sir. We we go way back uh, as far as just like following each other. Yes, sir. You won the Heisman 2010. Uh We won the Heisman 2011. You won Rookie of the Year uh, 2011. I won Rookie of the Year 2012. Right. Why do you think you were able to have instant success in the NFL? I don't know, bro. Uh, I, I, the humble me wants to say I give all glory to God, unbelievable supporting <laughs> cast. The left right, side right. of me was like, shit, motherfucker, I'm doing exactly what I thought I was going to do. Nah, but there's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both, man. You know, at the end of the day, I really enjoyed playing the game of football, and I wanted to do it at a high level. And uh, coming into the league was just something that, you know, it was all my dreams and aspirations, you know, bottled up into an opportunity that I just wanted to make the most of. And, um you know, what you saw is what you got. No doubt. And, and you know, it's it's uh, it's funny because you're 34, I'm 33, but it almost felt like in 2010 when you were going on that magical run at Auburn, like like I was just having an out-of-body experience myself being at Baylor, right? I was watching you uh, that offseason. I'm in the locker room talking to my guys. Yeah. And they're like, uh, let me let me rephrase that. I wasn't talking to them. They were having a conversation. I was just listening in. Right. And they're telling me, like, man, who would you take between this guy and this guy? And the two guys they mentioned were you and Andrew Luck. Mm. And I'm look, I'm sitting there. I'm like, bro, I don't know why they're not saying me. Like, yeah. they should take me yeah. over anybody. Yeah. And I told them after, after that conversation, I said, I'm going to prove to y'all. I kind of chimed in. I said, I'm going to prove to y'all by the end of the year that y'all should be taking me as your quarterback. Now. We ended up winning the Heisman that year and all went well. So I kind of was able to prove that to him. They came back to me, said, hey, man, you were right, this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. But, Cam, I got to tell you, bro, you were one of the guys that was like the role model, the the one that everybody modeled their game after of our generation, even guys like just one year younger than you like myself. For sure. How did you take that kind of responsibility uh, as you like give back now? Because you do a lot to give back that people don't highlight. Uh, man, I just stay authentically, you know, me as I matured into manhood and having money don't make don't make you mature. Correct. Correct. I started realizing that it's more people that need the real Cam Newton, not the not the uh, polished Cam Newton, if that makes sense, or the TV Cam Newton. You dig what I'm saying? It's like I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, by way of College Park and. When I when I 
wear my hair the way I wear my, wear my hair, it's not to appease to Buckhead, right? It's to appease <laughs> to Bankhead. You dig what I'm saying? I got now, you. please I got don't you. make it, you know, misconstrue the entree to what I'm telling you, right? You can right. be yourself and still get the bag the right way. You Correct. don't have to sell your Correct. soul or conform to this, that, and the third. And I'm a perfect example of that, you know. Call it what you want. Oh, well, you're not in the league right now. Well, trust me, I'm straight. And there's still <laughs> certain things that people try to do. And it's like, that's why I never really wanted to be on TV how they wanted me to be on TV. Now, you can you. follow me on my on my YouTube channel, and I'm able to be right. myself. Whether I want to you know, use right. certain ramifications of words or do certain things. I love smoking cigars. I love talking to people. I love having that kind of you know, banter and right. that's it. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, if somebody's going to snip my wings, I don't want to be a part of that. And I think God has blessed me with the opportunity to be able to say, nah, I don't want to do that because he can't dim my lights, bro. And I won't let you do that. I feel you. Now you bring up the hair. So that brings me right into a question right away. You've been on record saying that you believe that your hair is part of the reason that you're not in the NFL anymore. Uh, why do you feel like that? It's not not solely because of my hair. It's the whole brashness of what Cam Newton embodies, right? I, I've, it's crazy because I said to the world, I could be a backup. Cam, like when they was trying to say, like, you're not good enough to play, you know, to start or to be a franchise player. That's cool. There was a slogan that was. I don't going believe out. that. I don't believe that. By the way, I, I do think you are good enough to be a starter. You by the and way. me both, but at the same time, let's just put it yeah. like this. I'm just, I'm just going to give you uh, some clickbait, so to speak. Right? <laughs> I said there's not 32 guys that's better than me. I still feel that right. way. Now I now know there's not 64 guys that's better than me. So when I go do the the pro day. You know what I'm saying? Right. At Auburn. Yeah. Cam's trying to do this. Cam's trying to do that. It's like me basically talking to Skip Bayless, talking to Shannon Sharp, talking to Stephen A. Smith, talking to right. Drew, whoever the hell it is. It's like, bro, <laughs> whatever y'all said for me not to do or, man, you're going to have to humble yourself and do this and do that. Right. I told you I could right. be a backup. But now right. the fact that. I did it in a manner where it's like, what do you tell your team? What do you tell your quarterback room if Cam Newton comes into that situation? It's bigger than right. just that. You know what I'm saying? It's bigger than just bringing on a, a, a talent. It's almost similar, and I don't want to just name drop, but it's like, yo, bring Colin Kaepernick, you know what I'm saying, yeah. to the fold, right? Yeah. What Correct. is that going to bring? You feel me? And right. I, I could give you a perfect situation where it's like, okay, Cam Newton's in your quarterback meeting room. Your starter is struggling. It's going to create dysfunction in, in, in that specific way. I'm the ultimate pro. You've never seen a teammate, a past teammate, say anything. It was always the outside looking in, like, man, I think Cam dressed weird. I think he's making it all about him. That never came from somebody who actually really knew me. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, I think, you know, my hair is just one example of the things where it's like, yo, it's just the whole bravado, the the whole, you know, what in, what Cam Newton embodies. Are we willing to take that? And that's one of the main reasons why I feel, you know, it is what it is. Am I bitter? 
hell no. Nah. You know, I'm living my best life. You know what I'm saying? But at the same right, time, right. I feel you, I feel it you. does me good when I'm looking at, you know what I'm saying, some of the games. I'm like, boy, he trash as hell. You know what I'm saying? And I know I could do what the hell he do. But that's just that's just Sunday talk. You know what I'm saying? And this is just laughs. No, I feel you. And it's like essentially what you're getting at is basically NFL teams are making decisions that that don't that aren't based off of your talent. Because I agree with you. You should be in the NFL. You're damn damn sure uh, top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. I believe I'm top 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. And I also agree that Colin Kaepernick is top 32 quarterbacks in the world right now that should be playing in the NFL. But 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 a lot of times. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's not just. No, you're good. It's not just at the NFL, bro. It's corporate. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like it's a bigger. Talk to me. It's a bigger thing than than just, you know, come on. Like, NFL, like, yeah, we got the platform to do certain things. But, all right, I'll put it like this. Why doesn't RG3 have a damn uh, deal like uh, Troy Aikman, Tom Brady, right. uh, Tony Romo, Matt Ryan? Right. It's four guys. Right. It's not – I, I only guy that looks like me that that signed a major kind of deal like that is Stephen A. And he paid his dues for that. But you don't Correct. see Michael Vick or Donovan McNabb or Randall Cunningham or RG three, Colin Kaepernick, Cam mm-hmm. Newton, you know, signing these type of deals. And it's like, let's not just make it about the NFL here. Let's talk about the okay. uh, over composite thing. If all yeah. I'm, all I'm right. saying this for is. Am I asking for a pity party? Fuck no. What I am saying is let's keep it digestible for the masses to say the right person needs opportunity, equity and inclusion. That's what I'm saying. Diversity. I I agree. I agree. And what the, the premise of what you're saying, basically, you know this, Cam, like when we play as players mm-hmm. on the field, your talent kind of determines where everybody's going. Right. Now, you're a first pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. I was a second pick in the draft. Kaepernick is a guy that, that you know, brings a lot of other things second and a lot of other pick. emotions that, mm-hmm. that, that people don't, that don't love about him. Right. But the ability on the field warrants us being there. Correct. So why aren't we there? Your, your answer is basically we're not there because there's mm-hmm. other things that are coming into play. Right. When you talk about the media in uh, specifically, there's a lot of guys like us that don't get into the media uh, like yourself. You've done a great job with your platform, creating content and being a creator. It's been amazing. I'm a YouTuber now. <laughs> there you go. YouTuber, right? A lot of guys don't want to get into TV because they don't feel like they can ascend to those positions. Hell no. And to, to simply put it this way, a guy like myself has to work harder yeah. to get to that spot than other guys have to. I'm trying to do it through a way of I'm just better at this than yeah. they are. And I will just continue to work my way to get to that level because I have aspirations to be on Monday night football to yeah. be on the number one team college football yeah. and to do everything that I want to. It's part of the reason that we're doing the show, absolutely, right. To get into this space as well, to be able to have a little more flexibility. Yeah. But with you, Cam, it almost feels like everybody focuses on the negative. So, so let's talk about a lot of the positive things that you're doing in the community with your players. You were talking about before you have the quarterback at UCLA, Dante, Dante Moore, Moore yeah. who was on who was on your all-star team. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about all the things that you've been doing. So C1N alumni, right, that has came through 
the uh, cloth of the Cam Newton Foundation or C1N as we as we call it. Bo okay. Nix, start a quarterback at at Oregon. Oregon. Sam yep. Howell, right? Start a quarterback for Washington Commanders. Commanders. Uh Dante Moore, uh start a quarterback at UCLA. Uh who else? George Pickens, star receiver at uh the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. Uh Jacoby yeah. Myers, star receiver alongside Raiders. the Raiders. Uh, yep. Cam Sutton, I believe he's in uh, Detroit right now, cornerback. He was yep. uh, once in uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Elijah Holyfield, Terry Godwin, okay. uh, Jada Hazelwood. Okay. Uh, I okay. mean, the list goes on. Like Travis Hunter. I mean, come on. And I'm and I know I'm 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 missing a lot of people, but bro, people don't understand. I'm as authentic as authentic could be, right? Right. For 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 what it's worth, you're not paying me to come on this platform, right? I'm coming on this because obviously you reached out to the powers that be, and I said, "Oh yeah, I fuck with RG3. I'm going on this shit just because he asked." Right. Right. Simple play. Right. That's how I operate. Appreciate that, brother. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't. There's a lot of people that kind of look at me and be like, "Oh man, he's high maintenance." No, bro, you can't. I'm not a puppet, bro. You can't control right. me. And once we start right. rocking in that power and knowing that who we are, you now give yourself that power to be able to say, like, all right, you know, I'm able to do this and I'm able to do that. That's the same thing right. that I promote to the younger generation. Bro, we don't need right. no more Cam Newtons. We don't need no more RG3s. We need more Sam yeah. Howells. We need more Dante Moores. We need more Bo Nix. Yep. We need more Travis Hunters. Like, you be yep. authentic to who you are. Who because you are. one thing about this day and age in this society, people going to be able to filter out bullshit from a mile away. They've been trying to figure out my bullshit since way back <laughs> when, and they still haven't figured right. it out. Now, am I perfect? Hell no. No, no man walking as God green earth is. And every time somebody try to proclaim to be perfect, they going to get exposed to. So for me, no I want people it. to see my situations and say like, oh, man, he does this. Oh, man, he does that. But I'm doing it because I want to do it. It's, it's refreshing to me. That feeling is reciprocated on both ends. And and uh, that's just not highlighted enough. I feel you. And I, and I respect that. I really do. Uh, it feels like you feel liberated, like you, you can be your true self and everything that you're doing right now. But I still believe, Cam, that you can play. Yeah. So if the Jets called you right now, mm -hmm. what's, what's your answer? Going back to control, you're not about to sit up there and penny pension me, bro. So I'm not about to sit up there and sign no $5.5 million deal, bro. That, those days are right. over with. I'll be wasting my time. Bro, I have seven beautiful children that right. I love taking to football practice, tennis practice, cheer practice, and all that shit. So to get me about, you know, taking them on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, right. taking to them to school, those are some of the things that you have to consider. And if the call doesn't happen, still cool. Like, I'm still straight. I have businesses and, and, and things like that that can, you know, feed that monster. But at the same time, when you're not desperate, you know what I'm saying? Football has been good to me. And I remember my father instilled this in me at a young age. He said, son, you need to use the game of football. Don't let the game of football use you. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Because I will tell yep. you, if you don't think that I could be on a roster right now, I could, but it's bigger than that to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I never really wanted to 
play for nobody else but the Panthers. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, granted, I which went, you shouldn't have, which you shouldn't have. Right. But it, I went to New England. I learned so much from that whole organization from top to bottom, uh, top to bottom with Robert Kraft and obviously Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels as, as, as well. Uh, but I wouldn't change that for nothing. I needed that for my overall growth as a human and a businessman. So seeing that is just something that, yo, like I, I can honestly say I use the game of football. Like I'm healthy, you know what I'm saying? And that's the only thing I can just dwell on, just that gratitude in itself. Yeah, I feel you on that. And so when you basically what you're saying is I've, I've said this before, too. If the Jets were to call, it would have to be an offer that makes me <clears throat> put aside everything that I'm doing professionally and what I'm doing with my four daughters, right? I got four girls and I want to be there for them as well. So what is that dollar amount for you that the Jets would have to come to the table with for you to say, all right, this is worth it? Uh, what am I going to the Jets to do? That's then the, next- the starting quarterback. Okay. All right. How are we going? I don't want to walk into a dysfunctional situation. Have you guys made Zach Wilson aware? All right. Also, okay. Aaron Rodgers is trying to come back this year. Let's also talk Correct. about that. So when he comes back, or is it just going to be something that you just say, hey, watch out? Right. So it's a lot of things that I don't just make impulse decisions. Like, like okay. Jay-Z said, man, I'm a I'm not a businessman. I'm a business business man, you know man. What I'm saying? like come on so <laughs> I, I analyze a lot of things bro i look some dumb I ain't plump down so in any situation i'm gonna sit up there and i'm gonna analyze it as much as as as, as possible am i am i uh in uh shape right now hell yeah you know what i'm saying like that's just that's just what football has taught me to do you dig what i'm saying right but when you're talking about business i think the transaction of me being released and then me going through the New England situation made me realize that this is a business. So I must, oh, yeah. you know, I just can't make an impulse like, oh, my God, like the Jets want me like, <sighs> no, nah, it's bigger than that. Yeah, like, this no, I, I would have probably thought that way at 22. But now okay. sitting at 34, I'm like, uh, no, no, no. We got some questions that we got a list of questions that I need to be answered, uh, sir. And uh, yeah, that's how we're going to go about it like that. I feel you. And, and, and the thing is, most times in the NFL, they don't want us to be like that. They want us no. to be desperate to sign anything, to just get back out there and play. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is you're not at that place. Mm-hmm. But Cam, you, to transition this to the next conversation, you embody what I believe is now the prototypical NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think it's changed. Back in the day, they used to frown upon guys who could use their legs, who had creativity in the yeah. pocket. And in today's game, that's all they want. Right. Look at the top guys in the NFL. You're talking about Patrick Mahomes, Bro, just Joe name, Burrow, just name Josh Allen. The, 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 those are the majority now. Name the, yeah, minority it's the majority of, of who's a just a stay in the pocket quarterback. That would yeah, be easier. I mean, yeah, it would be exactly. I, I'll and, say Jared Goff. Uh, okay, probably Matthew Stafford. Uh, He's gotten a little bit mobile, a little bit more mobile, but I get you. I feel you. Uh, I don't even think Patrick Mahomes is a, you know, just a stationary he, guy. He's 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 not going to run he's past not. the line of scrimmage. He's going to create, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's a creator. 100%, 100%. So, I mean, I know there's others, but to, that's to your point. Sorry. 
Yeah, no, no, you're good. I, I think that the prototypical NFL quarterback now is a guy that beats you with his arm, beats you with his legs, and beats you with his mind. Mm-hmm. I talked with Jalen Hurts about this last year. He said he doesn't want to be a dual threat. He wants to be a triple threat. Mm. And, and I really do believe, Cam, there was guys before us, right? Mike Vick was before us. Randall Cunningham was before us. Donovan McNabb was before us. You could go even back to Steve Young. All these guys played the game a similar way that we do. But now it's accepted as this is the mold of the quarterback that we need. And I think the league has come a long way in that. And it doesn't matter at this point whether you're black, white, or indifferent. They're, they're getting guys that have the qualities and characteristics of guys like ourselves. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Okay. Give you a perfect example. Oh, I forgot about this person. He was a C1N alum too. Justin Fields. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Right? When I see Justin play, you're telling me that he can't play this game at a high level? I'm seeing a guy who's oh, he thinking can. too much. Right. The issue is this. Right. And I had this conversation with Rod Chizinski. I had this conversation with Coach Shula, North Turner, even Ron Rivera for that specific matter. Stop trying to coach me like Peyton Manning. (laughs) Stop trying to coach me like Tom Brady. You see what I'm saying? Like, stop trying to coach me like Aaron Rodgers. Like the issue is when I see Justin Fields, it's like you have a coach that's trying to coach him like a complex guy. The thing is this, because when you look at Lamar Jackson, who I think has figured out his style of play, when the last 2022, 2021, 2020, when he first came into the league, it was just like, oh, he's not going to wait. I mean, he's not going to work. He's going he's a bust in the making. But they've they've understood the tone and the language to to let him play. Now, it could be as simple as this, right? And when I go back to Auburn, when when you may go back to Baylor, it's like, yo, it's like, Cam, throw this speed post, and then the outlet is the flat. If you don't got that, run. Go. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Football is that simple. You see what I'm saying? When we start coming to the line, talking about twins right, key left, 695, flash, extract, sneak, alert, like, all this just for a damn a drive concept in a boundary and a damn man-to-man concept to the field. And then, boom, if you Correct. got a combo coverage, boom, just get to your fail safe in your back. Like, they're making football too complicated. I would always challenge mm-hmm. coaches, and it's always a bad or narrative when a coach challenge – I mean, a player challenge coaches for accountability. It's like, this is how I learn. You can't sit up here right. and put stuff on a board and expect me to learn like – you like you taught the, the previous quarterbacks, right? Be patient go. with me and I'm right. gonna be patient with y'all. And yep. I hate, I hate situations where the coach just talks down like, hey, hey, you do this, you do that. When it's like, no, bro, we're equal. You see what I'm saying? That's one thing yeah. I really admired yeah. about Belichick, bro. He allowed his players to be players. That's what I admired about Ron Rivera. He he allowed his players to be players, right? When you start right. snipping you know, certain things, well, I don't like this about that, and it's going to create division. So when I see the quarterback position being played how it's being played, some philosophical views are more complex than others, and some are more simpler than others, but the ones who get it, you see it. You know what I'm saying? Who knows what the fuck Patrick Mahomes is is, is talking about, right? Who knows (laughs) what uh, Lamar Jackson's play sounds like? Who knows what Josh Allen's play sounds like? 
But you right. can tell they know exactly what they're doing. You see what I'm saying? To do exactly. So, yeah, I, feel, I feel you because I I know that with Lamar Jackson. To be honest with you, because mm -hmm. I was his I was his mentor there for three years in Baltimore. Yes, sir. And the best thing that the Ravens did when they came in. You know, at first we had all these complicated play calls and yeah. I, I was in six offenses in eight years. So I learned them mm. all. I knew how to do it all. It was super simple, but it wasn't as easy for Lamar. Right. So instead of the Ravens saying, all right, he can't play, he can't do this because he can't do this or that. Mm -hmm. They just gave us one word plays. Right. Just like we were right. in college. Right. All right. Here. Hey, this concept's called cherry picker. Right. And we're going to go run that. And everybody right. knows. All right. This is where I line up on cherry picker. Cherry and I'm going to run this route. What does that mean? It, how can I resonate <laughs> that to my mind? No, no real shit. I'm, I'm giving you some real insight. It's like cherry picker. Like, hold right. on. That sounds like a man to man play because we're trying to get a real. Thank you. OK, cherry picker. Now, Thank cherry you. back side may be a CH with may be a corner and a hitch. Right. Think of. Look at this. Those on, things now. right there, bro, is how on, some now. people register plays. You can't Correct. negate that in, in overall football because football is a reactive sport. It's not a thinking sport. Everything Correct. after the snap is reacting. Everything before the snap yep. is thinking. Okay, boom. One thing exactly. I respect about Josh Allen's whole – I mean, not Josh Allen. Josh McDaniel's system is you get movement keys. Okay, the reason why Gronk, okay. Gronk is outside the tight end or outside the receiver is to see who goes out there. Get the man's own read. You see what I'm saying? So, boom, as soon as I – as soon as I break the huddle, the first thing I'm looking at is who's going out there with the doggone uh, tight end. The cornerback exactly. goes out there. That means it's what coverage? Zone. Hello. Zone. Hey, alert, alert. We good. Hey, come back <laughs> in. Now we're going to our zone call. Go. It took me years to understand that, right? Right. But right. you're sitting up here trying to make Justin Fields this robot rather than just saying, Correct. like, yo, like, this, that, and third. Matter of fact, I'm going to go, I'm going to give you one better. 2015, we had a, a staple in our offense that was kind of geared towards what you was doing with, uh, was it Santana Moss or Pierre Garcon in, in, yep, in Washington, right? That yep. little RPO and the play action, the short eight, right? The three Correct. step or four yep. step uh, 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 speed post. And then you had the yep, big yep. boy over the top, right? Correct. Our running game was so uh, uh, penetrating to defenses that that allowed us to do that. We saw that in you guys' game plan. It's a copycat league, for yep. Christ's sake. That whole situation <laughs> yeah. may have been called one syllable rather than gun to bone trips, right? Um, shit, like all that bullshit, man. I was like, man, dog, like, <laughs> just keep it simple. To your point, like guys learn differently, mm -hmm. right? They learn and they conceptualize things different. You can't coach one guy like the next. And to your right. point about Justin Fields, he has been a robot because they're trying to coach him like Aaron Rodgers. Right. right. You know how long it took Aaron Rodgers to become right. Aaron Rodgers? Right. You know how long it took Tom Brady to truly right. become the Tom Brady that a can master. carry a team? A master. It, it, it takes a while to, to make that happen. So you got to kind of coach a guy where he's mm -hmm. at and kind of showcase what he's doing. Right. And to, to really continue that conversation, when you look at a guy like Anthony Richardson yep. and he's got the nickname Cam Jackson, Mm -hmm. How do you assess his game? Do you like the nickname or do you think he's just an entire, you know, player of his own? Now he's his own player, bro. What just just looking at his body composition and, you know, just <laughs> right. what he's able to do, right? It's something that if if coached the right way, right? He will right. be one of the greats. You see what I'm saying? Ooh. I believe it, though. I but it you. starts with coaching. You see what I'm saying? A lot of these 
franchises are are putting a lot of pressure on a quarterback that they not putting on the coach that's coaching the quarterback. All right. There you go. And you can say, all right, well, we're giving the quarterback. He's a franchise player. Bro, when I got the trust for from Coach Shula, Mike Shula. Okay. And when we started seeing eye to eye, Ken Dorsey, when we started seeing eye to eye, it was just so simple for me to just to, for me to just play. That's what that's what 2015 right. was. It's like, coach, let me be me. Cause sometimes <laughs> you're gonna call some shit plays. And guess who's gonna get you out of that? Hello. There you go. So yeah. sometimes you're gonna sit up here and you're gonna say, bro, this is an unbelievable play. Boom, touchdown. But more times than not, it's the coach seeing something and the player right. executing it. That's all it Correct. is. So the accountability has to be on all fronts, man. And and uh, we've seen a lot. I mean, granted, this past week of, of Zach Wilson, this is the first time I've seen Zach Wilson. Oh, like, my gosh. Yo, yeah. like, yeah. who the hell is this guy? He was, right? he was out there slinging you that thing. But he was out there <laughs> slinging that thing. Yeah. Right? yeah, but it's just, it's one of those situations like, bro, you could tell like they was trying to call plays for Aaron Rodgers and then all of a sudden like, yo. Yep. The best conversation that I probably had with most of my coaches was like, what do you want? Right? Correct. Not not right. one of these situations. We all do plays before the game and the night before the game, we go and like, what you like on third and two, third exactly. and two to four. Every team five, does it. Yep. Like, yeah, da, 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 da. And there are situations yep. where it's like, but why don't you like this play? Man, no, do I have to explain exactly. why I don't like this play? I don't just like it. Take it, it you know what I'm out. Take, no, just take bro. it out. It's simple. Like you just gotta hit your comeback versus quarters, and then you gotta just come down to this. They're heavy man to man, and I like, bro. Look, <laughs> well, keep it in. Bro. Who's pl- who, who's playing? Yeah, who's playing, bro? You know yeah. who's playing? Is it me playing, or is it right. the coach playing? I I totally understand where you're coming on from that side right. uh, from that side of the coin. But let's talk about a guy that's in a situation that you were in in mm-hmm. Carolina. Bryce Young, what do you think Bryce Young needs to be uh, the best he can be in Carolina? Uh, Leadership. Okay. Leadership. I don't question Andy Dalton. I don't question the coach. I don't question the ownership. But the best thing, even for me, when I was a young rookie, was leadership. You know, when I look back at my rookie season, guys like Jordan Gross, guys like uh, John... uh, uh, Thomas Davis, um, Luke wasn't there. Ryan Khalil. I mean, you had you had Steve Smith, right? Steve Smith. Those guys. Yep. We had them situations where it's like, bro, that ain't it, bro. And I'm not talking about talent. It's just like, bro, you can't come in. To, to, you're the quarterback, bro. Like, it was one of those things where I, I didn't necessarily know. You know, I didn't know a, right. a team meeting started at eight o'clock. And I was just going to show up at 7.45, walking into the building right. at 7.45. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was early. Right. It's like, no, bro, right. like you need to be here at 7. You know, give the good graces to everybody else. Put comfort in everybody else knowing that our quarterback's here, you know. And it's just that's the thing. It's like, bro, we, what do you want from Bryce? Because if I was was in a position, I would have to say, let me console with him to say, are you ready? Do you feel comfortable in, in, in playing? Let's look at the great quarterbacks that, is, that has played this game outside of probably Peyton Manning, right? There's something, to be, there's something to be said about Tom Brady's evolving. There's something to be said about Aaron Rodgers 
evolving. There's something to be said about Patrick Mahomes evolving. And and, and really, what did all those guys do? Like, come on. And even really, they I all sat. We're yeah. tall. So I don't I don't even think Josh Allen started early. It was Fitzmagic. Was 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 Fitzpatrick there? Fitzpatrick, yeah, Fitzpatrick. But he, needless uh, to say, I don't know. Yeah, needless yeah. to say, the point is we expecting instant gratification, instant grits when we should be waiting on Thanksgiving meal and preparation. Okay. I like it. I like that. You see analogy. what I'm saying? It's like, bro, we're rushing yeah. greatness. And and Bryce is obviously that guy. He's not Anthony Richardson. He's not big in stature. He, You know, right. some of the guys that's sacking him or hitting him, it, you see the size difference. You look at Drew Brees. Right. Right? We've right. all seen things happen it's true. when it's ready for them to say, you know what, I think I could do this. And not them verbalizing it. You'll see it in practice. Right. I said, when you start seeing certain things in practice, you're going, everybody's going to start saying, oh, yeah, he ready. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It always happens like that. Like, we're in the league, bro. Everybody has a, has a mic and has an opinion. And then Correct. the player is going to say to themselves, like, uh, Nah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Let, bro. You know what I mean? Listen, listen. Ty, Tyreek Hill was on record saying that he thought Patrick Mahomes, after he saw him for 10, 15 practices, would never be a starter in the NFL. Mm. It takes time for these guys to grow and develop. Drew Brees, it took Drew Brees a couple of years before he truly mm-hmm. became the guy that was capable of taking the Saints to a Super Bowl and right. winning a championship. It took them drafting Phillip Rivers. Right behind him to get him to to even have the spark to go out and play the way that he did. But when you take that conversation and I think Bryce needs a number one wide receiver, just to be quite honest with you, he needs a bona fide guy that can just take away mm-hmm. uh, one side of the easy. field. I think they make tried his to do it by committee with Thielen and Clark, but correct. And then they they have Hurst. Yeah. Uh, Hurst has a as a solid tight end. It's a lot of stuff. Hey, Hurst is solid. It, you know, they, they have a solid team, Cam. They yeah. have a solid team. They just don't have that one. They don't have that Stephon Diggs. They don't have that put it like uh, this. AJ Brown. I put it like this. They have a team that could compete if Bryce Young was five years in the league. Okay, I agree. You see I what agree. I'm saying? Because now, with that. I agree with that. Because now, I, I remember I would always marvel over how fast Tom Brady played. Right. Yeah. It's right. like, boom, as soon as, boom, alert, alert, you know, boom, he makes a snap, boom, that's not open, boom, that's not open, the ball's out or it's thrown away. Bryce is not playing right. that fast. So it's just like, okay, my feet's a little slow, my brain is working too. It's like, he's not like that yet, right? So when he yeah, gets and, to and, that and Bryce point, is us, yeah. when he gets to that yeah, point, he's gonna course, be. you know what I'm saying? But right now, it's going, it's, it's a process, bro. Yeah, a young quarterback's best friend right now is to have guys that can that can make him right. I call them HBO type of players, mm-hmm. right? They help a brother out. Help he he has a bunch of guys out. right now. <laughs> you like that one, right? Oh, He's got a bunch one. of players right now. <laughs> He's got a bunch of players right now that if like you said if he was 5 years in the league, he'd be Gucci. But he needs those different ma- difference makers and we've seen it all throughout. But talking about difference makers. Let's talk about the ones to watch that are coming up. I'm talking about Caleb Williams, Shadur Sanders, Michael Penix Jr. Like, what's your take on those guys that are coming into the fold uh, in the next couple of years? Really, most most of them, I think, are going to be next year. Throw Drake May in there as well. How do you feel about what the future of the NFL is? Love it. I think, you know, the Caleb Williams situation is something that everybody should keep an eye on, you know, because their recent news is just like, 
I'm not rushing to go to the league. I'll take a pay cut. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm going to just sit back <laughs> and I'm just going to hey, stay man. in this comfortable situation. And you can't be mad at him. You know what I'm saying? You see a guy like Shadur Sanders is like, bro, His the, my only question with Shadur has always been, how will he fare with another coach in his in his ear? You know what I'm saying? I understand because that. Because at I every, every that. phase of where he's been, been coach prime it's been prime you know what i'm saying now is that is that a mole of you know what i'm saying certain things i don't know if coach brown gonna try to go to the league or not but that'd be crazy right but seeing his maturation you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying seeing all that like (laughs) i I love it bro but at the same time Right. right it's a question that still has to be asked so you know, right. the state of the quarterback position will always be what it is. We, we're going to have, right. you know, busts and guys who, you know, don't actually True. pan out. And there's going to be guys that live up to the expectations and the hype. And right. you know, that's what sports is all about, you know. Exactly. I, I, I would say for you, the question I have for you about those guys, like there's a bunch of them, right? There's probably maybe five, six guys. Throw Jaden Daniels in there from LSU as well. Uh if you had to pick three and you had to rank the top three in this next class coming out that are eligible for the draft, where do you slot each one of them right now? I seen Drake, uh, May, okay. uh, Caleb Williams and Shadour. Okay. Right. right. And my questions with, with, with May out of North Carolina is I don't know if he's played quality games yet. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, okay. My thing is this, bro. And this is how I analyze quarterbacks. If you didn't win in college, bro, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel you. Like if you didn't you. do it's anything hard, hard special to, yeah. in college, rare are those guys where, like, I'm not taking no shots. I'm just keeping it a book. Like a guy like Justin okay. Herbert, you see what I'm saying? Went yeah. to Oregon, didn't do really anything crazy. But for him to have the career that he's now, it's like, yo, like this dude can – he can ball, you feel what I'm saying? Oh, he's a baller. You feel he's me? A baller, so yeah. it's like those guys don't rarely kind of pan out because we always see the Todd McShays, the Mel Kuypers, the this, the right. that. And how the hell is he ranked, you know, as high as he is? He ain't playing nobody. You know what I'm saying? But right. through it all, that's, that's my concern with me. When I see a situation like okay. Caleb Williams, it's, it's predominantly – what are you going to do when all the talent is equal? You know, right. He's arguably on one of the most talented teams in all of college football. So correct. When everything's kind of even or semi even, are those tangibles going to be displayed right. on the field? And just like I already right. mentioned with Shadur, like major fan of the whole Sanders household. But what is it? What's going to happen when you remove Coach Prime from Shadour's right. corner? You know, will he be able to be coached in a way? Okay. Because we we've we've never seen it. He in high school, yeah, college, and you know, even yeah. rec ball. To be honest, so that's just that's just something to just the to the questions. I do I do think that if Coach Prime. Uh, if they win six or seven games this year mm-hmm. and then they turn around next year and they pull off some way to, to win eight, nine or ten games, mm-hmm. I do think there's a good chance that whoever drafts Shadur 
We'll also take Coach Prime. But that's a conversation for another time, what? you know, depending on what happens with them. I, and I think it would be great. I, like, I, I love what Coach Prime is doing. I think it's great for the game. And I, I think more college coaches should start coming over to the NFL to kind of break up that, you know, good old boys club that they have going on right now, even though I know they don't want that. But I let's, think, uh, I think, let's try to answer. I think ahead, Colorado need to start investing in how they can plan on keeping <laughs> – Coach Prime, because one hundred percent, he's the best like thing ever happened to him. 19th highest paid. You know, we need to start getting him in the top three if we want to compete. Because that's really, I really, honestly don't think Coach Prime wanted to leave Jackson State. To be honest, I don't think he did either. Now, I don't think he did either. When you sitting up here and you got Rolls Royces and B, uh, Bentleys and Ferraris and mansions and private jets and this, that, and the third flying right. past you, and you saying to yourself, you still driving in the Prius? Like, nah, <laughs> nah, nah, I got to go. I got you. I got to go chase right. that bad. Exactly. I know exactly what you mean. So let's try to answer some of these quickly, uh, just like rapid fire questions. And then I'll end with some 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 really good ones. Uh, if you weren't a football player, what would you have become? Uh, I want to own my own daycare center. Oh, OK. Yeah. I love right. kids. I like that shit. Love kids. Giving it back. Giving back to the kids. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite cereal? Uh, Lucky Charms with extra marshmallows. Ooh, extra marshmallows. I'm a I'm a cinnamon toast crunch guy. Okay, just, it's the grittiness on the teeth. Like it I, does. I, I, I that, that, with it too, but it's just like I, that. It what's does your hurt milk the teeth. Preference? I do agree with that. My milk of preference is two percent. What What are you? Almond milk. I'm vegetarian, okay. veganish. You know what I'm saying? Like okay, yeah, okay. All right, so you're you're a, I, I like to say you got swag. You're swaggy, drippy, whatever verb you want to use. If there was one player you could switch out your your drip with, who would it be in the NFL? Right now? Right now. Respectfully, I don't think we've ever seen what's happening right now from Travis Kelsey. Like, and he ain't even a quarterback, for Christ's sake. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) He really not. It's crazy. Look, throw out all the deals, throw out all the campaigns, throw out, you know, Taylor Swift, throw out all that. Like, when I see him playing football, bro, it's just like, all right. He can be himself. It's like, yo, like, I can't wait for him to score. Because I don't know if he's going to kick the ball into the stands, throw the ball into the stands. Man, this is the same <laughs> dude that got a flag thrown on him. He picked up the flag and threw the flag at the ref. He just got unlimited. He he, he can do no wrong right now, fam. Yeah. It's so, crazy. Yeah. And he's on every commercial. I, every every game I watch, yeah. it's like Travis Kelsey's on every single commercial, and you love rarely it. see that from a non quarterback. So I, I certainly I certainly agree with you. I love that for him. What What do you think about? Do you think the Patriots should bench Mac Jones? I don't. I think that 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 Bill really messed him up in year two by giving him a defensive coordinator and a special teams coach yeah. as his offensive coordinator. Yeah. But what do you think about what's going on right now? And should they bench him? Man, Mac's a baller, bro. And I and I saw this hands on. I agree. Ultimate worker, ultimate competitor. Um, you know, I was he had, he got that uh, the Alabama in him, so it was like you can't <laughs> does, really crack the code sometimes. And you'd be like, bro, loosen up, bro. We sh- you know what I'm saying we straight with teammates. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it is what it is. I, I I think his overall growth. Now that playing in Boston is a different beast, bro. And I was playing there in the COVID year, so I didn't even see the crowd right. most of my time that I was there. But hearing right. the 
the sports reporters, the news outlets, this and that, man. Belichick has, has been able to manage it the best he knows how. And does he listen to it? He probably does, you know. But at the same time, I don't think we've seen the best version of Mac Jones yet. And, you know, okay. it's, it's, it's grown pains. But I agree. that ultimately I agree. comes down to the coaching staff and, you know, what have you. Yeah, I think they're asking Mac to be a creator right now, and that's not what he does. You know, by the numbers, by the numbers, he was a play-action pass guy in 2021, 27% of the time. Right now they're only doing it 14, and then they're asking him to, like, go out there and make plays when when there's nothing there, and that's just not what he's ever done at any point in his career. I could just say this for, for Mac Jones – it's, it, and, and being there, I know how much of a point of emphasis it is to protect the football, right? right. He has some ugly right. interceptions. Back across the field, yeah, throw interception, like know, pick six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are, are, you know, unforced errors. Like, you, like that was just right. you knowing better, but you're still trying to make a play. But if he can do that, and even when they played um, – I was watching the game when they played Philly. Like, they had I – mean, he got strip sacked. He didn't see it, but just those turnovers, you know. And without right. those, New England over the decade of winning has always controlled, you know, the ball and, and, and the turnover uh, ratio margin. I feel you. I got two more for you. Talk to me. Should Reggie Bush have his Heisman back? Hell I think yeah. he should. I, I think he should. Hell personally. yeah. Matter of fact, when I was thinking about this, hey, yo, <laughs> check this out. All right, I'm going to let the cat out the hat. But you being a fellow Heisman Trophy winner, I was gonna say like, yo, do you, first off, do you have a production company? I do. Okay. Well, it's named what? Whispering Oaks Productions. Whispering Oaks Productions is a partner with Iconic Saga, and we have our own Heisman House, and we bring Come on, on Reggie Bush, and we bring on Johnny Manziel, and we bring on. Oh, like it's like the Let's it's, do it. it's like the black frat. Like it's like the Q dogs frat. You know what I'm saying? Like the Phi Beta Sigmas and 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 the Kappas and the Alphas and I ain't even pledged, but it was just like one of them things. I think it would be so funny if we recreate the Heisman House where it's like right the misfits. <laughs> I feel you. No, no, I'm with you. Listen, we're gonna definitely talk about that because that would be baller. Um, my net, my last, my next question, should I say, I don't know if it's my last one, but Cam, I, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time, mm -hmm. right? A lot of respect for you. Yeah. You're only a year older than me, but like I said, a lot of us looked up to you right. and what you did. When I see what coach prime is doing, it makes me think that because of what you've been doing for the last 13 years, mm -hmm. you could be a, a division one football coach or an NFL head coach. Right. Have you ever thought about doing that? No. And I'm gonna tell you why. I've never seen a great coach be a great father. And I've never seen okay, okay. a great father be a great coach. Right. Hmm. And granted, call it, call it what it is. It's like prime has been able to be a great father because he's incorporated family. You see his son does his media, you know, everybody's yep. coming with him, you know, this, that, and the third, like, that's not my situation. I have, what, five kids under the age of six, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> six, seven. So, bro, I'm in right at the meat house. Like, 
Bro, Saturdays uh, for us as a in the Newton household, bro, it's lit. Like we up at eight, right? You know, girl cooking breakfast, like boom, 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 boom. We put pancakes in Ziploc right. bags, man. We headed to the first game, then we got to go <laughs> to the next. Like I love that, and all the while I'm sitting back, smoking my cigar, drinking my coffee, talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm sorry, right? right. I'm just having fun. Like I, I'm a great, I'm a hands-on dad, and I, I wouldn't trade that in the in the world just for an opportunity to coach. I've been around football my whole life. I gave football everything I know how to give football. And right. I just couldn't see myself taking on that where that's not really what I really want to do. Like Maybe it's something that you do the way that Prime did. I'm not saying that you would go that same route, but as your kids get older and they start getting to that level, you might branch into that. I'm just saying from what I've seen from you, brother, yeah. I really think you could do it for dang sure. Man, you know what's crazy? Um, like real talk. So when Prom left Jackson State, there was a right. big rumor that I was going to be the next Jackson State head coach. Ooh. And I was saying to myself, it's okay. like, first off, anybody who knows me, I ain't going behind nobody else. If I would <laughs> if I would have did that, I'm going to either Savannah State, I'm going to Grambling, I'm you. going to Southern, I'm going to Tennessee right. State, I'm going to, you know. North Carolina You're going to try to set North your Carolina own path A&T. as opposed like, to going yeah, behind somebody like, else. I ain't, yeah. I ain't doing that. I respect Prime so much that I <laughs> always want to keep give that or keep that, man, bro, when, Jack, when Prime right. was at Jackson State, that era was a little different, which it is. It, and it was. But right. for me, like, right. that ain't what I create my own pathway similar to what Prime did as well. I feel you. And then my last question is, um, I like to ask this to all the guests because I think it really embodies and shows the person who's watching this, who wants to become one of those one of one type people, you know, what inspired you to become that? So the question is, who is the one that inspired you the most to become Cam Newton? Uh, my father, Cecil Newton. Simple and plain. And this is another comparable where it's just like, I just want to start thinking. All right. Because even... In my journey to become who I am, Cecil Newton was compared to a villain, right? You see uh, Lonzo Ball, LaMelo Ball's father, Lamar Ball, right? He's a villain, right? You see uh, King Richard, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. a villain. But we see Archie Manning. We see, you know, other situations in in the whole not to make it about black and white but it's just like yo like my dad did nothing different than what arch did for peyton and eli right so uh -huh. for me my dad is still the most influential person in my life if my dad say right. jump it's how high i trust him trust fall you know what i'm saying right that's the trust that i have in him right being a man of faith being a man of god I counsel with him as much as I possibly can. And he wow. instilled this independence, this lion mentality that, bro, don't conform to right. nobody or nothing. If you don't believe in your heart of hearts, right. stand on that. That's what a man is. You know what I'm saying? So I owe everything wow. to my dad, you know, for, for building the household, not only just for me, but my other two brothers as well. No, nah, I mean, that, that's powerful. And I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, and being that vulnerable, because I think it's going to 
the people listening to this will will resonate with that. And and I think yeah. if they watch this and listen to it, they will see just how positive you are and how some of those negative narratives yeah. have taken off and don't really represent who you are, man. I got to be honest. Yeah. It, it really does feel like you have life figured out for yourself and that you're truly enjoying everything that you're doing. Right. And uh, whether you make a comeback or not, man, to play the game, yeah. uh, you are truly one of one. And I want to say thank you for coming on the show, my brother. Man, appreciate you, bro. I don't just say it just to say it, bro. But man, I'm a lover, dog. Like, I'm a person who take on mental health extremely serious in the dark part right. of my life. I just had to translate that or transform that to love. We get nowhere with hate. And that's with sexism. That's with prejudice. That's with racism. That's with right. anything. Dog. Like I'm a person who's going to try to find a positive in the situation, be able to right. analyze that, digest that, download that for myself and, and right. project love out of the whole situation. So, man, appreciate you for having me, man. Allow me to come on your platform, man. It was such a breath of fresh air. And uh, yeah. But the house, yeah, man, house got... the ratchet house. <laughs> that, listen, don't play with me, bro. I will, I will. I'm a creative type. You already got my <laughs> mind running. Like, hey, you, bro, we definitely got to so make this happen. Dope, like, we got to make it happen. Did you miss out on getting tickets to Beyonce's Renaissance tour? Are you in the Beehive? Well, next time you'll be first in line because this week's episode of RG3 and the Ones is sponsored by SeatGeek. With over 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app and always finds you deals on concerts, sporting events, festivals, and more. Heck, I might have used SeatGeek when I went to the latest Lil Wayne concert. Didn't need it at Justin Bieber. Shout out to Justin Bieber. Appreciate you, dog. But with the NFL and NHL seasons in full swing and the NBA starting soon, SeatGeek has your tickets to every game, plus artists like Travis Scott and Zach Bryan when they're on tour. And you know, I came through for you guys. So use my code RG3 for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code RG3. Not only are we going to help you go see your favorite artists and your, your favorite events, but we're going to save you some money while we're doing it. This week's episode of RG3 and the Ones is sponsored by HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. A new season calls for new meals, and HelloFresh has a fresh fall lineup of delicious dinners and more to choose from. Take your pick from 40, week, for, 40? 40 weekly recipes that suit your lifestyle, from veggie to family-friendly to fit and wholesome. HelloFresh is more than just dinners. You can also stock your fridge with easy breakfasts, quick lunches, and fresh snacks. You know we love the snacks, especially for the kids. But just shop at HelloFresh Market and add any of these tasty time-saving solutions to your weekly box. When you get HelloFresh, you know you're getting top-notch produce since it travels from the farm to your door in less than seven days. That's right. Baby G loves it when the food arrives. So make sure you go to HelloFresh.com backslash 50RG3 and use code 50RG3 for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Let me, oh, I got to repeat that. All right. Use code 50RG3 to get 50% off. And then you can also get an additional 15% off the next two months. Go to HelloFresh.com backslash 50RG3 and go get that money and that food, people. 
Now we're going to transition to the ones to watch. These are the playmakers, the game breakers, the ones I want you to keep your eyes on going into the next couple of weeks because they are balling and it ain't on a budget. First and foremost, we're going to go with San Francisco 49er running back Christian McCaffrey. Now, Christian McCaffrey, I feel like everybody knows him. Uh, you know, running back at Stanford, been doing his thing. You know, went from the Carolina Panthers, got traded to the 49ers last year, and he is thriving. Let me say that one more time. The San Francisco 49ers. I like to say their name that way. I don't know why, just I get a kick out of it. But Christian McCaffrey right now is one of the MVP front runners. Some will say he's number one on the list, and I won't debate that. I won't say that he's not. I think Josh Allen might be number one on the MVP list because the way he's played the last three weeks, 10 touchdowns, one interception, he's been killing it. All right. But McCaffrey, when you look at what he's done over the past four games, 459 rushing yards, number one in the NFL. But that's not it. He's also got 141 receiving yards because he is a duality type of player, right? He can do multiple things for your offense and he's got seven touchdowns. The reason he's been so special, I think, is because of all the weapons that are around him. You can't just focus on Christian McCaffrey, or as I like to call him, CMC, because he'd be out there playing that funky music when he's running the football. But I want you to pay attention because this upcoming week against the Dallas Cowboys might be the biggest game of their season to date. The Cowboys are trying to show that they are not a finesse football team, and they've got the bully of the San Francisco 49ers who has been beating the brakes off of them the last couple times they faced each other, and they're going to try to do everything they can to shut down and stop Christian McCaffrey. Let's see if he can keep his MVP train rolling and run over the Dallas Cowboys and get a victory. The next guy I want you guys to keep your eyes on, the one to watch for the Seattle Seahawks is rookie cornerback Devin Witherspoon. This guy had one of the greatest games I've ever seen. Six tackles, two sacks, and a 97-yard pick six of Daniel Jones in their game on Monday night. Now, he will have a bye week next week, so I, I don't want you to watch him sipping mimosas on his vacation, but after their bye week, he's going to be faced up and matched up against Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals. Not only that, hopefully T. Higgins is okay and he'll be matched up against him as well. But that is one of the best matchups you're going to see here in the next couple of weeks because Devin Witherspoon has shown that he can be a shutdown corner, that he has an eye for the ball, and he's a willing tackler. I mean, he wears 21 like Deion Sanders, but this guy is in the backfield like Charles Woodson. So I know that's a lot of high praise and that's two Hall of Famers. But Devin Witherspoon so far this year is playing like he could potentially be in that conversation when it's all said and done if he continues on this trajectory. But that also brings me to Daniel Jones because he's also the one you need to watch. And the way that he played against the Seattle Seahawks, to me, shows you the frustration of Brian Dable with his quarterback. He's coming off the field. He's, you know, yelling at him on the sideline like you weren't supposed to throw that. Daniel Jones probably said to himself, I know I wasn't supposed to throw that coach. Otherwise, he wouldn't have ran it back for a 97-yard touchdown on a pick six. Then he gets the iPad and he tosses the iPad at Daniel Jones because he's showing him what he should have seen on that play. Now, we can talk all day about whether or not the Giants should have paid Daniel Jones. They paid him $40 million. Uh, they decided to franchise tax Saquon Barkley. But for Daniel Jones... The Giants can't pay him like a quarterback that needs help and then expect him 
to go out there and be the game changer without an offensive line, without top level weapons at the wide receiver position. And that's not what he has right now. Against the Seahawks, he had three of his top five starting offensive linemen out of the game. His top running back, who he's three and eight with for the last 11 games, and he has more interceptions and touchdowns when this guy doesn't play, i.e. Saquon Barkley, did not play in this game. So I know everyone wants to blame Daniel Jones for what's going on, but there's way more problems in New York than just Daniel Jones, and it starts with them asking him to be a guy that he is not. He needs help, and they got to get it to him fast. The third guy I want you guys to keep your eyes on is Nico Collins, the wide receiver, or should I say the breakout wide receiver for the Houston Texans. He had a beautiful 52-yard touchdown from C.J. Stroud this past week. Talking about that quarterback wide receiver connection, these two are in flow state. He had seven catches for 168 yards and two touchdowns oh, against the mighty, the mighty Pittsburgh Steelers this past week. And it's not very often that you see a guy like Nico Collins, who, in my opinion, right now is a better pro than he was a college player. But he's coming out of nowhere, big physical wide receiver. And if you're C.J. Stroud, the fact that he's been able to elevate Nico Collins's play to what it is right now, not just getting him the ball, but knowing how to get him the ball, hitting him in the right places and knowing the, the routes that he likes to run most really speaks to just how great of a player C.J. Stroud is. But somebody's got to catch the ball. And right now, Nico Collins is doing just that. He has more touchdowns this year, four games in, than he's had his entire career. He's been in the NFL for two years. He's got more touchdowns right now than he had in his entire career. Now, he's got three, and I think with the way he's the trajectory that he's on, he's going to be getting a lot more. And the next team that he'll be going up against is the Atlanta Falcons this upcoming week. Look for C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins to continue to build that rapport because it looks like C.J. Stroud might actually have a number one wide receiver. That's how well Nico Collins is playing. The fourth guy I want you to keep your eyes on, the one to watch, is Michael Wilson from the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I don't know if you know who Michael Wilson is, so I'll give you a little bit of a background. This guy attended Stanford. I had the honor to call one of his games against Oregon State a year ago. And the number one thing every coach that we talked to, Coach Shaw, Brian Shaw for, for Stanford, they would say, Michael Wilson is an NFL wide receiver. He's got the height. He's got the speed. He's got the catch radius. He had two touchdown catches and 71 yards last week. It felt like a little bit of a, a breakout for him. You know, Marquise Hollywood Brown is the number one receiver there in Arizona, and he is playing well, but they're going to need that other guy that they can go to when teams start lifting the ceiling on their defense to keep Marquise Brown from taking the top off. Michael Wilson seems to be that guy right now, and I want you to watch him next week against the Cincinnati Bengals. He could be a key component and whether or not the Arizona Cardinals can come away with a win or at least continue to show that he's capable of being a wide receiver number two. All right, that does it for the ones to watch. I want to say shout out to Christian McCaffrey, Mr. CMC himself, Devin Witherspoon, Nico Collins, and Michael Wilson. You guys are having a great year right now, and we want to keep seeing you do your thing out there. Appreciate you guys for listening into Ones to Watch. That's all we got. 
Well, that's a wrap for episode three of RG3 and the Ones. Want to say thank you to Cam Newton for coming on the show. Boy, did we get deep into that football conversation, plus a little bit more. So make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube to RG3 and the Ones or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, subscribe, listen, subscribe, listen, subscribe. And I hope after this episode, you truly feel like you have something to take with you that will make you a one of one person in your own life. So once again, want to say RG3 and the Ones is brought to you by Way Sports and Entertainment, also partnered with Whispering Oaks Productions. Just want to say shout out to the whole production team, because without you, this show would not be possible. Make sure you guys follow us on social media at RG3 and the Ones. Again, that's at RG3 and the Ones, because we're going to be dropping clips daily to get you excited about the upcoming episode. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in. We couldn't do this without you, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Peace.